about to enter the world of humble hauntings. But first, a word from our friends at Oklahoma Side. My name is Dr. Stacy Hughes and I host Oklahoma Side Slayings in the Sooner State. Have you ever heard the term going postal? Have you ever heard of Machine Gun Kelly? Not the singer, the outlaw. Did you know both going postal and Machine Gun Kelly originated in Oklahoma? Have you heard of the unbelievable true crime cases involving serial killer Roger Dell Stafford or perhaps the cannibalistic plot against a young girl named Jamie Boleyn? Or maybe you've heard of the unspeakable unsolved murder of Karina Saunders. These are just some of the incredible cases that I explore in Oklahoma Side, a true crime podcast that delves into the murderous acts of Oklahomans across the Sooner State. Don't miss new episodes every Wednesday on Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Remember, if you don't know them, you don't owe them. Stay safe and protect yourself. And now for today's story. Well, Mr. Merle has gone to speak with the Weird Sisters again. They apparently conjured a great and ancient beast to fight whatever is following you. Unfortunately, he charges very high rates these days. He might as well rob the entire house of Arcane for those prices. And I thought shadow people were shady. Well, fear not. We will get to the bottom of this and stop this thing. Let's look at what we know for sure. One, you're not cursed even though you still smell cursed to me. I'm sorry, I'm not gonna lie to you. You got cursed smell. Now, may I go on? Thank you. Alright, so. Number two, you were a captain of a ship who was taken away to an insane asylum. Which really doesn't help your whole I'm not cursed story, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Number three... You're being followed by a powerful being, which is sort of obvious. And number four, you may or may not be entirely human and are possibly dangerous yourself. Which makes this whole situation even more fun for me. Calm down, I'm just saying. Besides, it turns out that the article we found is from a paranormal tabloid on Earth, so we will take the whole you're dangerous thing with a grain of salt. Also, Barnaby will turn into a terrifying monster that will eat you if you try to attack me, so no worries. Now, with all that said, do you remember anything else? Anything at all? Christmas. You remember Christmas? Well, I'm sure most humans on Earth do. There was something important about Christmas the year you went to the asylum. That's when the creature started hunting you. Well, that helps us a great deal. You know, there are plenty of Yuletide terrors on Earth. 
In fact, I might just have a book on the subject. Barnaby, where's the book on Christmas schools and evil spirits? Thank you, little cat. Let's see. Hmm. Ah, yes. The Christmas Spirit. A History of Yuletide Terrors and Holiday Horrors. All right, Captain. Let's see if we can find your beastie friend in this book. In Portugal on Christmas morning, families sit together and share a meal, known as consuada. But they are not alone. As is customary for this Christmas meal, place settings and plates of food are set on the table for lost loved ones. This is not only to honor the deceased family members, but to invite them to join their Christmas meal so that they may all be together once more. Christmas, much like Halloween, is considered to be a time of year when the veil between this world and the spirit realm grows thin, allowing the ghosts of lost loved ones to return to us. Being that this time of year is about love and giving to others, it is a most fitting tradition. Christmas, a holiday focused on family, the spirit of giving and holiday cheer. Tis the season to be jolly, right? But there are strange beliefs that revolve around Christmas time. The holiday itself is filled with unlikely and quite supernatural creatures and places. The Wawel Cathedral in Krakow is the prime example of this. Krakow was once Poland's capital. As such, it is teeming with royal history. Wawel Hill in Krakow is a source of many supernatural stories with some saying that a dragon once rested beneath the hill before being slain. Known as the Wawel Dragon or Smok Wawelski, this famous dragon of Polish folklore was said to reside in a cave at the base of the Wawel Hill by the bank of the Vistula River. Legend has it that this dragon was vanquished during the reign of Krakus, the founder and king of Krakow. Some tales say that it was he who killed the beast with his sons by feeding the dragon a dead sheep full of sulfur, while other versions suggest that the dragon was slain by a cobbler. Atop Wawel Hill lies Wawel Castle, the former home to many Polish kings. Beside the castle is the Wawel Cathedral, the final resting place of 16 Polish kings. But if the stories are true, these former royals are doing anything but resting. Although the religious site remains active with supernatural activity all year long, it is in December when the spirits residing at the cathedral become the most active. On Christmas Eve, in fact, people say the spirits of the dead kings gather in an underground burial chamber to hold a ghostly meeting, though none know what is said or why they convene on Christmas Eve. For some, being born on Christmas can mean only one thing. You will be cursed to be a werewolf for the rest of your life. Yes, this tale might sound strange, but it was once a popular belief all across Europe. It was said that being born on December 25th was sinful, and anyone who had the audacity to come into the world on Jesus' birthday, thus stealing his thunder, 
would be cursed to transform into the man-eating beast we all know and fear, the werewolf. In Romania, the legend was taken one step further. They believed that to be conceived on Christmas Day would place the curse of the werewolf upon you, as it was a common practice to abstain from intercourse on this most holiest of days. If someone were to disregard this practice and indulge in the desires of the flesh, their unborn child would bear the punishment and pay the ultimate price. Many holiday figures around the world are odd, but not necessarily malicious. Some are even whimsical and somewhat strange. Mary Lude is a wonderful example of this. A skeletal horse spirit. The origins of Mary Lude are lost to time, but she is still celebrated today. The custom is for revelers to go from door to door, carrying a horse's skull that has been dressed with ribbons, bells, and a white sheet to give it that spectral appearance. The band of Mary Lude revelers will engage the residents of each home in a battle of verses. If the revelers have the cleverest rhymes, then they must be let inside the home and given beer and food. When they are allowed in to eat and drink, the figure of Mary Lude will frighten away anything unwanted from the homeowner's ear. It is for this reason that most welcome the revelers in despite the outcome of the Battle of Wits, so that their new year will be filled with happiness and good fortune. La Belfana is a witch from Italian folklore. Her presence is one that is associated with the Epiphany, a post-Christmas celebration dedicated to the three wise men and their arrival in Bethlehem. The story goes that the three wise men asked La Belfana to join them to pay their respects to baby Jesus, but being a very busy witch, she declined the invitation. Realizing that this was a grave mistake, La Belfana desperately tried to catch up with them, but to no avail. Exhausted by her travels, she threw herself beneath a tree. A branch from this tree broke in the process, magically transforming into a broomstick that allowed La Belfana to fly over Bethlehem to search for baby Jesus. Nowadays, much like good old Saint Nick, La Belfana passes out small toys and candies to good children, and even leaves gifts at their houses as well. Besides La Belfana, other wintertime figures are also influenced by Christianity and have become figures of hope, or sometimes, they serve as a warning to those few children on the naughty list. Hans Trapp is the perfect example of this. Hans Trapp, a Christmas boogeyman of French folklore, was a common tale told to children to ensure good behavior. This legend, from the 15th century, told of a wealthy but greedy man who was said to worship none other than Satan himself. But when the Catholic Church discovered Trapp's evil practices, they excommunicated him, and he became ostracized by the entire community. Soon, his fortune was taken away from him, and he was forced out of the community and left penniless. He traveled through the forest and built a shack near a mountain. It was here that Hans Trapp, angry and bitter about his fate, descended into madness. After losing his mind, a poor boy wandered near his shack by the mountain. Trap caught the boy, and after chopping him into pieces, roasted him over a fire. But before Hans Trap could take the first bite of his victim, he was struck by lightning, 
His story was used by parents to warn their children never to disobey them or get into trouble, for the spirit of Han's trap would return and eat them up. There is a darker side to the holiday season, as we see with the tale of Han's trap, one that's rooted in the history of the very holiday that fills us with cheer. This is the darker side of Christmas. Belsnickel was often portrayed as a companion to Santa Claus or St. Nicholas, but this unsavory Christmas character was anything but jolly. When he appears, he is dressed in dirty, foul-smelling clothes made from animal skins and carries a switch he uses to whip badly behaved children. Although he does present sweets and gifts for good children, he is better known for handing out the punishments during Christmas season. It is said that he ventures out a week before Christmas and then reports his findings concerning the naughty and nice list to good old St. Nick, after which he appears before all the bad children with his switch to beat them for misbehaving. As far as scary Christmas figures are concerned, Krampus is by far the most well-known. Considered to be the opposite of good old St. Nick, Krampus does not leave presents for well-behaved children and he's not the kind of guy you leave out milk and cookies for. Krampus is everything that good old Santa Claus is not. He brings only punishment for those few children he deems evil and ungrateful. They don't get off with the mere lump of coal or just a beating. They are taken away by Krampus to be devoured up in the mountains where he dwells. In appearance, Krampus takes on a similar shape as the traditional Christian devil, half-goat, half-demon. The horned god is a horror to all who crosses his path. The exact origin of Krampus is unknown, but some folklorists and anthropologists have speculated that his tale has pre-Christian origins and was later fashioned as a devil-like companion to St. Nicholas. While good old St. Nick handed out rewards for being good all year long, it was left to Krampus to dole out the punishments, some of which were fatal. The story of Krampus as St. Nicholas's counterpart was one that was known over several regions of Europe, including Northern Italy, Slovenia, Austria, Bavaria, Croatia, and Hungary. His appearance, which is featured on holiday cards, decorations, and even costumes, is fairly the same anywhere his tale is shared. He is a hairy creature, sometimes black and other times brown, who has the horns and the cloven hooves of a goat his demonic form even more pronounced by his long, pointed tongue and large fangs. His very name comes from the German word Krampen, which means simply, claws. He is known to carry heavy chains, which some say symbolize the, quote, binding of the devil by the Christian church. He thrashes the chains around him to add to his threatening presence. Krampus is known to use switches and whips to beat bad children before throwing them in his sack to take back to his lair, where he tortures them further and sometimes eats them. In Eastern Europe, Frau Perchta is the ominous being that hands out the punishment for naughty children. 
Perchta appears to have many forms, but typically she is portrayed as a young and beautiful maiden, dressed in white, or an ill-tempered old hag. Often called the female counterpart to Krampus, Perchta awards the well-behaved by leaving a silver coin in their shoe on the night of the Feast of the Epiphany, or Birchtentag, but she punishes the bad children most violently. It is said that she will slice open the stomach of a badly behaved child, remove their organs, and then replace them with straw and pebbles. Hello, MJ McAdams here. Today's tales will continue after a brief message from our sponsors. So stick around. More haunts are waiting for you just around the corner. But Perchta isn't the only one with a flair for violence. In Iceland, we can find the tale of another Yuletide terror known as Grilla. Grilla is said to be a giantess or a troll who lives in a cave high up in the mountains. But every winter, she descends from her great mountain home in order to hunt down naughty children. Once she captures them, they are taken back to her cave where they are boiled in a rich stew and devoured by her. And she is not alone. Grilla is the mother of 13 Yule lads. Some legends say that they are just as wicked as their mother, and with names like Door Slammer and Meat Hook, that doesn't sound too far off. Some say that they eat children just like their mother, while others say they simply leave good children sweets and naughty ones rotten potatoes and things of that nature. But no happy home is complete without a pet. And Grilla and her Yule lads have just that. A large black cat with an equally large appetite for children on the naughty list. His name is Yulaka Turin. Also known as the Yule Cat, or the Christmas cat. This frosty feline searches for children who haven't received new clothes for Christmas as his next meal. This might sound odd, but it was an Icelandic tradition that hardworking children receive new clothes for Christmas. If the Christmas cat came around and saw you had new clothes, then you were safe. He wouldn't bother you. But if you hadn't received new clothes, then it would be decided that you were bad or lazy and become cat food for Yulika Turin. That is, if Grilla and her Yulads didn't get to you first. Hey, Captain, your birthday isn't on Christmas, is it? Sometime in spring, you think? Okay, that's good to know. N no reason. Um, so... So none of this rings a bell, huh? Well, it was worth a shot. Can you remember anything else? I see. Well, at least this jogged your memory a bit, if nothing else. Tell me what you got. 
Hmm. So that was the last time you ran into this thing. It was on Christmas Day? He is the reason you escaped the asylum, but you were blamed for the devastation. You went on the run, but he found you on Christmas, and that's the last thing you remember before you ended up here. No, it doesn't necessarily mean you've been running for close to a year. Time works a bit differently in this place. But the first time you met him was while sailing on your ship. Alright, where were you? In Japan. Japan? Yes, I do have some books on creatures from there as well. We will dive into those as soon as you get some rest. You're gonna need it. Something is changing in the air. It's coming back, whatever it is. And it will be here soon. Thank you for joining us today at Humble Hauntings. If you enjoyed today's tale, then feel free to leave a review and subscribe to our show. Don't forget to share with friends and family as well, because after all, when it comes to exploring the unknown, the more, the scarier. And remember, my spookables, home is where the haunt is. <laughs>